Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. How are you even supposed to stand up to bullies? What about how do you handle rejection? How do you truly start believing in your own powers and standing in your powers? It's hard. But you know what? We have Brittany O'Grady here, who is the star of The Consultant and the first season of White Lotus, and she is helping us understand how to do all this and more. We talk about her career journey, her life journey, the ups and downs of this industry, and a little behind the scene White Lotus action. It's so much fun. We learn so much. I hope you all enjoy. Please leave that five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts if you haven't yet. It helps us so much and it means the world. All right, share this with a Brittany O'Grady fan and please enjoy. Thanks, Heal Squad. We love you. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Our quote of the day, you are not selfish for wanting the same energy and love you give. Ooh, who said that? Uh, Brittany reshared it on her story. Ooh. It was from some little Instagram account that I was like, yeah, that's good. Heel Squad. Welcome back today. We have a great interview. We are chatting with the star of Star, star. <laughs> and the White Lotus. Her name is Brittany O'Grady. She is the one who um, put up that great quote. You are not selfish for wanting the same energy and love you give. Damn. I love that. It's so true. Um, today we're chatting a little bit about owning your power in this world, in this industry. If any of you know an actor, um, somebody who wants to be an actress in this bu- this business, it's a great interview to listen to because you're going to get to hear a little bit about our journey, some of the pitfalls of this industry, um, and kind of how she's navigating her way through. Also, I plan her honeymoon and so much more, but, um, she's a really great girl and, um, and she's going to have such a huge career, uh, huh? such a huge career. Right. She's, um, she's so smart. She's so introspective. She's just really, really great. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into our chat. And I, I love your show. I love watching you and, um, and, uh, I'm really just excited. I, I watch your podcast and your show during the pandemic 
And it got me through some stuff that other shows and other podcasts did not. So Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciate the feedback. Oh no, I mean, I, I mean it. So this is I'm so excited to to talk to you today. This is really exciting. Oh, well, I feel like from what Kelsey said, we have a lot in common and, um, I always try to kind of be the big sister in this industry to people when they're kind of getting on their journeys. I'm like, can I just help shortcut a few things for you so you don't have to go through all the hell? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's so funny. I feel, I was actually just talking to a close friend of mine and she, she's an actress and, um, I feel like I have very few friends that I feel a deep connection within this industry. There's a handful that I have. And um, we were kind of talking about our experiences work-wise and, um, and the things that she says that it's so profound. And the only reason why she can say it and it really resonates is because she's actually been through it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when people go through things and other people can try to give advice like that, but if they haven't really been through it, I think it, it can be empty or feel empty. So, um, it's so weird how everything kind of circle circles back and you meet people and you start having these conversations and, and then there's people who've been through it like yourself and have so much experience and it's, it resonates deep with people because you've been through it. Like you're not, it's not coming from nowhere, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great that the conversations are even being had with you and your friends, because I think that on my end, anytime I try to kind of confide in someone they and see if they'd had something similar, they would just shut down and just give kind of like some quick surface advice. <laughs> and you're like, wait, but I'm dying. Help me. <laughs> you got to know more. There's got to be something more. And so I'm glad that there's, you know, things have changed since me too. And all of that people are, are having more courage to step forward mm-hmm. and to speak out and, um, and just to kind of, you know, the mental health movement and everything, people are just are talking about things more openly. So we're getting better and better. And so that's a good thing. Um, yeah. I wonder what, what do you feel like was most helpful for you? Oh gosh. Um, just in general, it's so interesting. I would think like, what you think like work or personally, I, I in general, I, like what, what did you feel like you were really gaining watching this? Oh my gosh. Well, I think that people, I think that health, I think that spirituality, I think that, um, just being a little bit more open to things that people are kind of cynical about. Um, you know, I love John Edwards. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the one that really got me through. I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like, I feel like I'm getting more than just scary news all the time. Um, and I, I think that there are things that people don't really think about because it's not as logical. Like I do believe that if you suffer emotionally, it can manifest into physical issues. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that. Um, and that's something that you talk about on your show and you've experienced personally and been so open about and so brave about. And, um, and I think that can just transform or make people feel more empowered to actually heal instead of stuffing it down or giving superficial advice, like you said earlier. Um, so that's one thing I just loved about, um, your show. And, um, so when 
uh, we got connected. I was, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I can step up to the plate. Or, or <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I have anything to contribute, but, um, or just fangirling. I don't know. You're so cute, yeah. Brittany. There is no pressure here at all. Um, you know, for me, I think, uh, I think it is really important for all of us to just like, I keep wanting to sound the alarm to everyone, like mm -hmm. just guard the gates of your health, your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional health. Like we have to learn how to protect ourselves and protect our energy and, um, and all of that because yeah, it does. It manifests in illness. Um, and, and then later you're like, fuck, I can't believe I allowed these people to do this. Now it may yeah. be a little too late for me, but I'm catching it. I'm catching it. <laughs> it's very early for you. It's early for Kelsey. It's early for Pooja. And so I think every generation is hopefully trying to help the one before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, we go through a lot and, and life is not, not easy. It's tough. And I think that what I've learned on this show from different experts is, and I think Dr. Nicole LaPera recently told us, do you follow the holistic psychologist? Maybe, I do. Maybe I've seen posts pop up on Instagram, but it's, follow her. It's like, okay. <laughs> You're going to love her. You're, she's going to help you so much. So she was saying that, um, you know, those of us who go through like extreme kind of amounts of things are, it's like all, it's all on purpose because we have a greater purpose. We have a greater kind of um, responsibility. We have a greater um, mission, let's say. So we go through a little bit more and, and it's for a reason. And so it's for our growth. And, um, I was saying to her, I go, well, I kind of was just praying recently. I'm like, can we just like halt for a little while? Like I've had a lot of growth. Can we just, you know, like I'll have some growth, but can we just have it like in little teeny increments? Cause I think I'm dying. Like I'm exhausted by all of it. So yeah. she started laughing, but I do think, um, every time you hit that road bump, every time you have that, like, holy shit, I don't think I can that's when you realize you really can. <laughs> and then you start to accumulate those, oh, I think I can. And then you get this strength if you can actually look at it and say, oh, this was all happening as I recently found out after everything. Oh, I didn't think I was strong. God made sure to let me know just how strong I am. Now I know I'm freaking Iron Woman. Like I can handle anything period, end of story. And I also, because of all of the experts I've had on the show, really started to realize that, um, that I, that this all has a purpose, like all of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the growth, um, all of, all of this stuff, um, is here to prepare me for the next chapter is here to push me towards my mission and my purpose. And, and so it's, it's kind of cool when you can take that whole life is happening for me, not to me mantra and mm -hmm. apply it to your life. And if you can grab onto that tool, cause it's just a tool, it doesn't always apply. There are the most extreme situations <clears throat> where you're like, okay, I don't know how this could be happening for me in this moment. And so if you can use the tool, you use it, <clears throat> excuse me, but if you can't, you know, eventually, hopefully you can. So, um, so you, my friend are having such success right now with white Lotus yeah. and with success also comes, you know, a lot of challenges and, you know, it's, it's hard when, um, 
everything's going great because then people think you can't have any problems. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Right. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about um, kind of what this, you know, this last, I mean, when did you guys film it? Two years ago? My gosh. Uh, It feels like it. Sorry. My dog is asleep and she's a big snorer. And I don't worry. We we encourage snoring. What is she? She's a, she's a King Charles. She just snores so loud. You're snoring. Oh my God. She's so cute. I know. I, I met your puppy. Your puppy is quite. I adorable. love my little one, Jen. She snores big time too. I know. It's like I. It. It's like you have like a grown man or like a grandpa in the room snoring. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, where's this from? So I. Sorry, I just didn't want that to. Like, what's that weird sound? Like, it's do like, not it's worry. Just, do not um, worry. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It, it, 
I got the call a year ago and, um, and I was so excited, you know, everything kind of for everybody, it shut down. Um, and when I got the call to do this job, I was just so excited because that every time that you, you're blessed to have a job as an actor, because it, it it's, it's a rarity. It's, mm-hmm. it's luck. I think it's hard work. I think it's, I don't even know what it is, but, um, the moon, the stars, the sun, everything has to align. It's, yeah. it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, But, uh, I was just excited when I heard the cast list and, um, veterans and other actors who are my age, who are doing really well and, and have a great body of work. Um, and then getting to, to film in Hawaii, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I can't complain. And, um, I was just over the moon excited and I love Mike White's work. His words are powerful. His stories are beautiful. Um, I love when things aren't linear mm-hmm. um, in writing and, and it goes it goes on about the human condition and, and things aren't so black and white. Um, so I didn't expect the show to be a hit. I, not that I didn't think it was good. I was just like, okay, this is like a quirky, fun, like HBO show and... Um, and then when it came, I forgot that it was like even going to come out because the experience itself was so like, so, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was such a weird, fun, special experience to make. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh wait, this is actually going to come out. Like people are going to see it. And then it was like, Oh, Hey, my friend who, uh, works at, you know, a you know, is a nurse. And she's like, Oh, another nurse suggested that I watch this show or, Oh, my friends, a, a friend came in and told me to watch this. Show. I was like, Oh, this is actually a, a hit. And, um, and it, in, in the work scene, I think that, uh, it, it put my, my, uh, performance on a platform that I've never had before. So that was a really cool experience. And, um, and a lot of doors have been opening, and uh, that's been wonderful because it's been a lot of, you know, jobs in the making and a lot of um, work behind the scenes on shows that weren't necessarily a hit, mm-hmm. but um, but just kind of carved and shaped who I was as an actor. And I learned so much. And I think that's kind of what um, prepared me for the character of Paula, which is awesome. Yeah, I think you're probably like when I look at some of the things that you've done, some of the shows you've done have been canceled. Yes. And so for when you're used to kind of like, oh, okay, well, that got canceled. This is probably going to get canceled. You were probably in that mindset. And to start hearing about it from people, you're like, whoa, that's that's Mm -hmm. intense. Yeah. Yeah. And the shows, the shows they did before, it, it, it was so much work just because it wasn't just doing the scenes. It either included learning instruments or dancing, choreography, performances, live performances. Um, it, it, it made me stronger and have a, a, you know, a good work ethic. And, uh, so, and then also I just felt like I, I worked with some people who really shaped me to go from within and that was really cool. So this has been learning instruments and dancing. Do you enjoy that part of acting? I do. I love, I, I, you know, I consider myself a performer and I love, I, you know, growing up, I, I, I did, you know, dance classes and had dance recitals and, and did musicals growing up professional and then also in school. And um, I love the energy of an audience. Um, and you don't necessarily get that on camera. 
Um, so when I pursued uh, film and television, to have those experiences where I could exercise and feel fulfilled as a performer, um, that that was really cool. So I, I do like doing that. It's it's a lot of work. It's a different muscle, um, and the hours are long um, for film and television. But I mean, I just I wouldn't. I I, I love doing that. It's, yeah. it's a lot of pressure though, for sure. You started wanting to be a performer. I think it was like the age of four, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tell us your I, journey kind of from there. How, like, where did you go to school? What did you do for like all of the young actors who are probably going to watch this and want to get to know a little bit more about how you made it? Oh, for sure. Um, so I, I grew up in Arlington, Virginia. I was born and raised and I, I, um, my parents, my mom and dad, they, they put my older sister and I in print work and commercials at a really young age. And so we go to auditions. I remember being in school and then being in a studio, like, it's like, okay, we're going to go somewhere. And then it was like, okay, Brittany pose like this. Like, and I didn't really understand. I just thought it was something I had to do. Um, so I, I, my parents put me in it very young. Um, and and then when I started doing summer camps for performing, like, you know, I go to like basketball camp and cry because I could not shoot a hoop to save my life or <laughs> like, you know, go to like, you know, all these other camps that, you know, my parents are like, Oh, try tennis camp. I'm like, I'm terrible at tennis. I'm terrible at all these things. But that's when funny. I go to these, yeah, I'm ter- Ooh, sorry. My dog got so scared. I was like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then I would do, uh, uh, acting camps, you know, th- musical theater camps and, um, I came alive and mm. then, um, and I would do dance classes and I went to public school, like regular school with everybody. And, um, it, it wasn't when it, until I started doing professional theater in the DC area and, and I would go up to audition for Broadway as a kid. Um, when I got a little bit older, um, I think that's when I started to realize there was something that clicked within for me. Um, and I, and there was a gift there. And, uh, and then as I became a teenager, I started working with this theater company, uh, that was, did silent Shakespeare shows and that the, the theme started to become more mature and you're, you're feeling these experiences and having to portray these characters without words. And Whoa. that kind of, um, <laughs> is a really interesting experience. And, um, I think they really shaped me as an actress and it made me realize when I was in high school, I was like, okay. I really want to do this. Like silent was, Shakespeare sounds insane. Like Shakespeare <laughs> was all about words. How do you do silent Shakespeare? That sounds really fascinating to me. It's, you know, it's super fascinating. The theater company is called Synetic Theater. They're in the DC area. Um, it's this couple from the Republic of Georgia and um, they created this theater company. And it's really amazing because you have um, actors from different parts of the world who speak different languages. You have actors who are deaf you have audience members who are deaf or I'm watching these shows that might not understand or be able to experience the words of Shakespeare in a traditional way. And through this experience, it, it kind of gives you this, it's almost like a ballet, but not. Wow. If that makes sense. And uh, very powerful work, very hard work. And, um, and it wasn't until I started working with them, I started to delve in more into my individuality. So I'd like go to school during the day. And like, you know, see my friends. And then it was like, I now looking back, it was almost like the secret place I could go to really be myself. 
mm. was working with these adults and working with, with these shows. And, and, um, that's where it became a passion for me. And, uh, and then I decided to graduate early from high school and moved to LA when I was 17. Wow. Um, yeah. And that was scary. Um, it was hard and, um, emotionally challenging. And then, um, it was a year I kept auditioning. I was a babysitter. I, I, you know, worked at a restaurant called Figaro in Los Feliz. I'm guessing a lot of people have eaten there. It's really good food. Uh, I worked there. I worked at like, you know, different places and, and then it was time to go to college. I was like, okay, I didn't really book anything. My life didn't change. Um, I'm going to go to school. I can't wait for the phone to ring. It's damaging my mental health. Um, and then I got my first series. It was a CW series and it got canceled. And then I went to school and then I booked star and had to eventually drop out of school. And then the work just kept coming and just went from one show to others and some films that didn't do well. Like it just, I just learned so much along the way. That's a long winded. Yeah. But it's like, I think it's a condensed version of a lot that probably went on, but, um, (laughs) but I, I wonder like, how do you deal with rejection? I mean, obviously you get into acting, you know, rejection is a part of it, but it's a very different thing when you start so young. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not like an adult who walks into an industry is like, okay, I'm getting into this. I have an adult formed mind. I know I'm going to be rejected. When you're a kid, it doesn't work like that. And also when you're a kid, the stakes aren't the same as when you become an adult and now mm-hmm. you're living in a foreign city and you have to try to take care of yourself and you're like, wanting to do this and you're getting rejected. So how do you handle rejection? Wow. You know, I don't think I handle rejection well in my personal life, if that makes sense. So I think the one thing, the one positive thing about starting young is when it comes to rejection on jobs, um, I don't take it as hard. Sometimes I do, like there's some jobs that I really wanted and, you know, didn't get, but I've never like, Oh, that actor, like, how dare they, you know, like the first time I ever cried about not getting a role was actually auditioning for Dune. I auditioned for Dune and, and, um, I didn't get it, which is perfectly fine. Um, but I remember just being so excited because it was like the big leagues. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And there was a little bit of consideration, but you know, they had their choice and a wonderful choice. And, um, and, um, so it, as I gotten older, it, it gets a little bit harder on the professional aspects, but not really mm-hmm. too. I feel like you're, I do believe that if I believe that you're meant to play certain characters, you're meant to play certain stories. And, um, I usually find that I get a role that, that kind of aligns with something going on in my life Weird, like magically, magically. And I think it happened. And I think some actors really do have that. And some actors are business people. They know what they want. They are hard workers and they put a lot of emotional energy into the success of that. Um, and I think it's good to have a happy balance. And I would say that I tried to have a happy balance of hard work, but also knowing what's meant for you is meant for you or believing Mm -hmm. that. Um, but I would say starting young as an actress, um, kind of made me feel like it was my job to make everybody feel okay or happy. Um, and so that kind of actually impacted me personally. So as I go, if someone doesn't like me or if, you know, I feel responsible for people's happiness or doing what I'm told, 
And sometimes now when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I don't need to do exactly what this person is telling me. They're coming from a toxic place or they're wrong or they don't come from a place where they're, they care about my well-being. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just so used to being as a child actor, especially in theater too, they'll tell you like, you don't give notes to other adults, which you shouldn't as a child, but it, it uh, you know, you're not meant to talk. You want to do your job. And if you want to book more, you have to do your job and be obedient. And Ooh, um, that's an interesting training. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, that's what they tell children because they're in a professional space and, and, uh, and you carry uh, that over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me make you feel better about that, Brittany. First of all, as girls were taught to be obedient, you have to just sit, be pretty, allow the bows to go on your head and be a good girl and be quiet. (laughs) And boys, they're like, oh, well, they're different and they get to do whatever they want. And so be mm-hmm. prepared. It's not going to just magically end because it's just such a kind of ingrained thing. Um, you know, in this business, I've watched my male counterparts be able to do whatever they want, whether it was the female boss was in love with them secretly or whatever they had going on. God only knows. They could do whatever they want. If I asked to do the exact same thing, no. Mm. Mind games, manipulations, toxic, whatever. Um, And if I stood up for myself, oh, now you have to be killed. Now we have to beat you down so bad that you never try again to speak up for yourself. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, and it's, I mean, been repetitive. I've watched it happen so many times. And I think that my responsibility in it is I allowed it. I believed I didn't have any power all along and I didn't own my own power. And that's what I've gotten to learn through this show is to really like realize that we are Dorothy. Did you ever watch the wizard of Oz? Yes. Okay. It's my favorite movie of all time. And I'm still years later understanding the levels of why that movie is so special. But she says, you have the power all along. Just click your heels. So mm-hmm. we have to remember, and I'm going to put this in your brain. Every time you're in a situation, click your heels and remember you have power and you have a voice and don't be afraid. We do it with tact. We do it with class, but we won't, we don't allow certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and the sad thing is, is even your representatives who are there to protect you <laughs> sometimes won't. Mm-hmm. Whether it's because of different alliances that are going on behind the scenes, they have other clients, they need to keep happy with those people. Like it's a real challenge and it gets very lonely and very hard. Um, but the more you learn to step into your power, the more you address any of the kind of <clears throat> childhood stuff that needs to be fixed and and addressed, the stronger you're going to get. So I'm glad you found the show because there are so many episodes where we talk about this stuff and, you know, I'm almost, well, not fully double your age, but I'm way older than you and I'm just learning all of this stuff. So you are going to have like superpowers before you're even 30 because you already are aware. I wasn't aware. I was in the tornado just trying to survive. And so... Um, and you'll always have me from now on anyway, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's hard though, because I think when, I think that, uh, 
female empowerment it is evolving with time and I would say like for all of us and I I would assume you you were basically just being in the position that you were was was almost like a sense of empowerment just having you as a representative of women and it's so I can imagine it feels like oh gosh like why couldn't I have like I put myself in this and it's almost like you pay you women like yourself professionals like yourself pave the way and it just gets better with time Mm -hmm. and um and so it's I can't imagine what it was like for you behind the scenes (laughs) you know and then and now um I think like you said earlier with like all of these movements that are happening there's more transparency and it it's almost like the people before us were the ones who had to take the brunt Yeah, and it's not fair. And it's, and it, it, it's interesting because I just think through experiences, you do become more powerful and you see through things more than maybe some people who have not been through that. Um, so, I mean, I just think that the, it's I even just seeing you have your own show is really awesome. And the content that you want to cover and mm-hmm. that might just be a little bit more in depth for people, you know, that's, yeah. that's sick. That's so cool. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's kind of taking your power back and saying, you know, I'm going to do what I really want to do and what makes my heart sing and what makes me feel good. And by the way, it's my own journey. I want to learn all of this. Um, so yeah, but it's, you know, every, every generation is going to have their thing and everyone is carrying a different brunt. You guys are going to carry your own thing. Um, but it's about helping each other and, um, and being genuine. I mean, like, listen, there are a lot of people who will say a lot of things, but, um, but you know, for me, anytime I was confronted with someone who wanted to do what I did or, um, wanted to be you know, in that world, I would help all of them. Even people who were, you know, wanting my job. I'm like, here, let me help you. (laughs) Like I was fully confident with my position, so I had no issue. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's helping each other along the way. And I think that when you go through a lot of shit, I think you're more apt to want to help the next person. Cause I don't want to see anybody suffer. Um, because it does, it takes its toll and, and, and it's really hard to replenish once you've been so depleted, Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's going to be really important for you. So tell me about kind of, um, your favorite moment now as like things have like changed. Tell me like, what was that moment like when things shifted for you and white Lotus was like exploding? Cause it really was the show everyone was talking about. I got to it early. We were recommending it on my show. Roku recommends, Oh, cool. <laughs> and, um, and so I had already seen it. I was like, oh my gosh, just the, the concept of like in the trailer when, when they're like, oh, here they come and they all want to be VIPs. And I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm like that. <laughs> I go on vacation. I'm the only one there. Please make sure that everything is great. I know. Gosh, but it makes it so, I think that's the part that makes the show so uncomfortable is we all find ourselves in all of the characters. Mm-hmm. Whether we and want to admit it or not. I know. Yeah. It, like my mom 
my mom is somebody that loves to see Disney films. Like her dream would be like, Britney, play a Disney princess, do all of this. Like, and I'm like, sorry, I'm going to play the really, just the complete opposite of that. Um, But so she was just so upset with the choices that the the character Paula made. But then she'd be like, but I was really stressed because the one guy was supposed to get the sweet, but he didn't get the sweet. So of course (laughs) he's going to be upset, but everyone sees him as a jerk, right? But if any of us were going on a honeymoon, we'd be like, okay, we did order this specific sweet. Why aren't you being transparent (laughs) with me? But then if you're working at a hotel dealing with entitled guests all the time that put all their baggage on you, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, F you, like, I'm going to not even care about what sweet you got because you're a jerk. So yep. it's just it, all of these little things that you can just identify with each character. And you're just like, is that me? <laughs> I know it's hilarious. It really is. Like when, when they were complaining about their suite, I was at a hotel recently um, when we were in Amsterdam and we had paid for the room to be ready when we arrived. You know, you have to buy the night before so that when you show up at like 8 a.m. you have it. And they're yeah. like, uh, sorry. And by the way, they're horrible liars. Uh, so sorry, but the room isn't ready. And I'm like, well, that's weird because we should have been able to check in last night. They're like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, they're, they're cleaning it now. There was a mistake. And then, um, and then literally without realizing it, they're like, yeah, there was a couple that came in last night and their room wasn't ready. So we had to give them your room. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so is it that? The room isn't ready or is it that you gave my room away that I paid for last night? I already paid for it. So I don't get mean with them. I just catch them on their lie and I'm like, so, and I just laugh and I'm like, so which one is it? (laughs) And they just want to kill me because I'm I'm catching them and busting them because I'm like, I'm cool. Put me wherever I'll wait. But now I'm like severely jet lagged. I'm exhausted. And it's like, you just want to go into your room that you paid for. Right. I completely feel it. And it's kind of like, I think transparency is always great too. Yeah. Like if you mess up on something or something, <laughs> I mean, life happens. Yeah. And, um, and so I just think it's like, I'm so sorry we had an issue here. Is there any way that we can accommodate because this is just, is what it is. Yeah. But it's, it is frustrating. Uh, That's when so- you're supposed to go into, we are so sorry. Okay. Miss <laughs> O'Grady, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe use the F word just to, for, for intensity purposes. We fucked up. Right. We gave your room away, but here's what we're going to do to make it up to you. We're going to give you two nights for free. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner on us and a spa treatment. Boom. I'm smiling. I would be <laughs> smiling. Are you smiling? I'd be like, yeah, done. Thanks. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you end up getting stabbed in the bathroom. Oh, wait. I shouldn't, if someone hasn't watched a show, I'm like, I just go. <laughs> no, when, when everybody's going to be fine. Don't worry. Most people have already seen everything. Um, right. And I'm so, like, we're a couple of months ahead. I didn't give it. I love that your mom is freaked out about a fictional character as if like it's you. So I think that's hilarious. But like, how fun was it to play a total opposite? I, I love it. I, I, and normally I, I, I feel like I normally get roles where I play someone completely opposite. I think the character that I would say that was the closest to myself as a person was probably the Apple series, little voice. Um, but mo- after that, mostly it's like, I play characters that just don't really care to please other people mm. and really fun and cathartic. Isn't it so funny? So 
When <laughs> Deepak Chopra was on the show, listen to his episode. You're going to love it. Deepak Chopra, it was a couple months ago. Um, actually, Kelsey, put it in the summary of this episode for everybody. He talked about like polarity and how mm-hmm. we're both things. We can be amazingly sweet and super mean. We can be super generous and super greedy and stingy. Like you are both things. So unfortunately, whether we like it or not, there is this other side. And what's yeah. funny is, I think for you, what you're probably already realizing is it's fun and cathartic because you can kind of you can kind of be what you really wish you could be a little bit more of in your real life. <laughs> Rather than just being like walked all over and just super obedient and super just, you know, passive, you can now have a little of that, like, that little power, right? Tell me. Yeah, for sure. I think it, I think it's interesting because, uh, so I I have friends who are like, Brittany, just embrace your dark side a little bit. Yeah. And, and we all have, we all have that. I think it's important to embrace being a human mm-hmm. and having moments that are negative. And I actually think that it's, it's just better if you are honest with where you're at because you kind of move through things faster. Like if you're like, it's okay. And then it's not, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't end well, I think, uh, for yourself or maybe people around you. Um, so I, I do love playing those characters. Um, and it, just like you said, I, I feel like it's just super cathartic and, uh, and it gives you, you know, it, it's like you're given permission to, to portray that. I think there, I've had a lot of experiences where I'm at dinner. It's usually, it's always at a dinner table where somebody says something off or not. Okay. And you just are like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and it's not, you know, and I think that there's a way to, I always try to be somebody that, um, is it, is it, I try to be a, 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 place or a person that can kind of help things move forward in a positive way without anyone feeling hurt. But I also think Mm -hmm. that we can't be afraid of hurting other people um, and be worried about their feelings if they do something that maybe they should be called out on. Yeah. Right. So I think that I always think about it later in the car. I'm like, why did I let him say that? Right. Right. (laughs) Why didn't I punch him in the face? Not that I would ever do that, but like in that moment, now you're so mad that you let something slide because to me, they catch me so off guard. These guys are so good at what they do. Guys, guys and girls. It's not just one thing, but, but they catch you off guard. You're like, holy shit. I just got punched in the face and I didn't even realize. (laughs) God. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So you said earlier that these characters come at a time where you're experiencing something. So why do you think this character came to you now? Mm. You know, interestingly, I feel like it was also um, the experience itself behind the scenes to be able to work with, with a group of people and learn so much. I think that would, I think in, in this time of my life and my career, I think that it was important for me to meet, meet the people I did on that job and to learn from them and to work with them. And, uh, and I think, I don't think that I would have been able to play the character Paula if I hadn't gone through certain things that I had. Um, I think the one shocking thing about leaving Arlington and, and Arlington's not a perfect place. We have our issues there too, but, um, I, I had a culture shock going from 
from, you know, a pretty fairly open-minded space to being catapulted into, in my opinion, very closed-minded spaces or more conservative spaces, homogenous spaces. And in LA? Uh, um, in college, I went to a more conservative college, okay. um, just meeting people outside of, I, and I think it was actually good, good for me to have that experience. Uh, where did you go to school? I went to Pepperdine university. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got a scholarship there and I met some amazing people along the way of friends for life. And then I also met, it's also a very affluent school. So, uh, you're, you're going to meet people with certain mindsets and I, and that was really shocking for me. Um, and I just think Arlington was a really safe place um, for me as a kid. And I think I was sheltered um, in certain ways. And um, I think the election brought up a lot of stuff as well. And, um, and there was things that I just didn't think I, it was probably just, I was just too sheltered. I didn't know that people, you know, aren't going to like you because of X, Y, and Z, or they're th- going to think you're less than, they're going to think you don't deserve certain things that happen to you. You shouldn't be in the relationship you're in. Like, you know, there's certain things that come out that, that I think I maybe saw or went over my head as a child. And then, um, it was really, it was really painful. That was a really painful chapter of my life was experiencing people say hurtful, racist, homophobic, xenophobic things that I uh, wasn't around often. Mm. Um, and I, I consider myself a fairly privileged person, you know? I uh, So I think that was my ignorance. Um, not, you hear about it, but then when you go through it personally, I think it changes you. And, uh, and that's something that I, I put into the character of Paula, you know? Um, um, I, and I, I think that, uh, those emotions help me because I have had experiences where you sit at a table or you're in school and people just have a mindset that, that is hurtful mm. or traumatic for people to be around. Um, like, uh, what was it like yik yak that I was in school when I was in college when yik yak came about. What's yik yak? It was a, it was a, um, a platform or like a, a, it was an app where people could just write random things and it's within like a mile radius. I don't know if I'm describing it well, but it was like, it's basically an anonymous platform where people could just say whatever the fuck they wanted it to say. It was horrible. I Wait, there was another one like that where people could say anonymous, horrible things about people. Blind, mm-hmm. blind, blind, blind item or something. Mm. Something like that. Okay. So what happened with Yik Oh, well, it just, it started happening on like, not just, it it was like an issue on all college campuses where people were saying horrific stuff. Um, Just uh, ignorant, ignorant, racist, just everything horrible uh, that you can imagine. And that was something that did impact me. And I can know, I know a lot of other people who experienced that. Uh, we're like, that was just an, a really traumatic experience that you kind of have in college uh, during that time when it was around. So I'm glad, I think it got banned, but there was this idea of it coming back. And I just hope it stays out because it's such a, to- I've experienced nothing but toxicity. Mm. Um, 
As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Uh, so those experiences, um, I used to let people's ignorance really get the best of me. Um, I used to feel like it was a reflection of me and my worth as a person. I allowed that. And, um, and I think that this chapter of my life, it's changing. Mm. It's like, actually that I, just because someone doesn't like me because of X, Y, and Z, it could be superficial things. It could be my job. It could be, they just don't like me or it could be deep seated, ugly stuff. Um, that's not my problem. And I'm not going to sit in this nasty space because someone else doesn't have, uh, the self-reflection in themselves to figure out, Oh, I'm, I'm the problem. Like, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't even have to be just on, um, the, the space of like being racist or, you know, elitist or whatever. It could be just somebody not dealing with their emotions properly. They didn't have the tools. They went through something dark. Um, and they're, they're hurting, you know, and, and, or they're just trying you know, to elicit reaction. That's another thing too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how many so, times have you gone after a Twitter bully and then they're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. The second you respond, cause they just want you to respond. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I see how this goes. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, you were, you knew about Yik Yak cause oh, yeah. did you have it in school? Oh yeah. Did well, anything happen to you on Yik Yak? Not on me. I, tried to like avoid it and not even pay attention to it as much as possible. But Brett, yeah, I remember that. And it was nasty. And it was, it was when I'm a couple years older than you. So it was like, I was towards more the tail end of college where I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember different. the younger classes like getting <clears throat> really, they were really affected by it. It's nasty. Yeah. So, so Brit, it's funny. Cause I just, um, I just looked down and I remembered one of the things that Kelsey was telling me after you guys chatted was um, you being triggered by a movie at the same time as I was triggered by a TV series. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> which was so interesting. So I'd love to talk about that a little bit because I haven't talked about it yet either. Um, I haven't talked about it, right? Only you do you in barely, yeah, okay. touched on it. So um, so I recently watched, um, what's, what's it called? Impeachment. Impeachment. Thank you. Have you mm -hmm. seen it yet? No, I haven't. I'm horrible at watching stuff. I, I actually need to be more, more on top of it, but. Okay. So I see impeachment and I'm actually, um, you know, not expecting anything. Right. I didn't have sex with the president. I haven't done like, I was so triggered watching that movie that I started heave crying, um, because of the bullying that she 
endured at the hands of all of these like men, the, the FBI agents and the lies and the manipulations and all of that I've dealt with in such intense ways that I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even speak. It was so intense. And then Kelsey's like telling me about you being triggered by bombshell, which I, oh, I had to go back and remember, oh yeah, no, I remember that one too. That was intense too, but that was a while ago. So tell me what it was that triggered you with that one. Gosh, I don't think I was expecting, expecting to be, but it's just the way that, um, like, like you said, it, you might not have gone through specifically what these people went through, but there's something energetically or something, there's a, the, there's an alignment of, of something that makes it or takes you back to a place where you were treated in that kind of, you know, gray area there. And, um, I got triggered by the way that the, that the women were spoken to. That was really that I was like, why am I feeling emotions by this? And I didn't think that I, I would, I, uh, but it was just the way that, um, I, I can't remember the, the character, but it was played by John Lithgow and, um, and just the way that he spoke to Nicole Kidman's character after she didn't wear makeup, mm. that, that was like, the, there's something that, I have experienced being spoken to in a way like that on a job. And, um, and it was just like, uh, and, and I, I didn't, I really didn't expect that. So I was like, okay, that's really useful to know. But, um, did someone say something to you that was similar? It was just the the tone, the tone, uh, asserting power that happens. And, and, uh, that, that did, that did, uh, I, I really wasn't expecting it. So it was more of the tone and the way that I watched someone assert power and it being containing something about looks or doing your job because I want you to do it this way. And I like, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that women experience that a lot. So I, I can imagine, like, and then there's also the element of gaslighting. So I, I can imagine oh. impeachment you know, I've seen little clips, right? And she's, you know, Monica Lewinsky's character, or not her character, but her, you know, played by, um, uh, you know, being played by an actor. Like you're, you're, you're watching these scenes, uh, and you, I don't know. Sorry, my brain is going off into a wonderland of. No, of, I know. It's like almost like you're going into your own thing, and then you're like, oh shit, I don't want to feel that. <laughs> and I was like, I, uh, but um. I, I haven't been able to watch it yet, but I can imagine the gaslighting aspect of it is is probably triggering because probably you went through being gaslit. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. You know what else I think happens too? Um, this is a total tangent, by the way. Is mm-hmm. I think if like if something triggers you and you can't connect it, either maybe you've repressed or you you've disassociated. But there's also past lives. So I was talking to somebody recently and she did an ayahuasca journey and she found out what she was in a past life. And now she understands why she was so connected to certain people and certain things. And I like, you know, the Jon Stewart documentary series that he has with the soldiers and the troops and what they're dealing with. They go off, they fight for us, and then, you know, they come back and we're not taking care of them. And I was heave crying through that. I've had such a connection with our troops and our soldiers. And when I was in Afghanistan, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be with them. I didn't want to do the push-ups or any of the hard work. I just wanted to be helpful in all areas I could be. But 
I did a little teeny past life regression with Brian Weiss. Have you ever read Many Lives, Many Masters? Book changed my life. Another one. I heave cried on the plane reading that book. People must have looked at me like I was a psycho. And then I had an interview with him and it was, I think, seven or eight days after I had brain surgery. It was scheduled. And I was like, I have to do this. He's so hard to get. And I was, and I needed it emotionally too. So I like crawled in with my walker, my husband helped me, but we did a little teeny past life regression and I saw soldier boots and I knew that that was something in my past life. And that's why I'm so connected to them and why I get so heave emotional over everything. So just remember that sometimes you might not connect the trigger, the trigger point for a reason and it could be past life, but that's a total tangent. Um, I think that um, I think that's why movies and TV and documentaries are so powerful because you can have a cathartic experience through a character like that. You can see yourself up there and maybe identify something you didn't even realize was happening to you. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that you're so aware at 25, I'm so happy for you because it took me to have a brain tumor. My mom had a brain tumor for me to stop my life and say, wait, what the fuck is going on around here? <laughs> like, this, right. what, What's happening? And it's taking me now after my mom just passed to even really start to break down what's gone on on another level. Because I think that there has been a period for me where to survive, I've had to forgive a lot of people and I had to be so overly understanding of their shit position, why they acted the way they did, why they did the things they did. But now I'm kind of coming back to another side where I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, but really, even so, <laughs> I didn't deserve all of that. And that was really, really unkind and really uncalled for and really psycho. Um, and and so it's, it's a lot to process. And <clears throat> listen, nobody comes out of this life unscathed. Everyone's going to go through something. Um, that's why we always say... <clears throat> excuse me, we always, I'm on a new inhaler and it's friggin' killing me. Um, mm. That's why we always say, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover. Never just look at someone and assume their life is perfect because of their Instagram account or because they're gorgeous like you are or, you know, they have a more affluent lifestyle or whatever it is. You cannot judge because you have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. You only know what they tell you and what they show you. But we're not telling everything in life. Right. You have a vault of stuff inside of you that's like eating you up that you're trying to find releases for. You're trying to find ways to cope and deal and try to protect your health. Um, and me also, and so many other people. Wow. It's so true. I think that it also, I, you did not go on a tangent about past lives, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I actually read, uh, his book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, uh, while uh, we were filming White Lotus. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I, I, I listened to the book and uh, I told, I, that's something I, I totally believe in past lives oh, yeah. and, and stuff like, I know some people are going to be like, what the hell? But I, I, um, I think it's good to be open. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, I mean, his, his work is just incredible. The fact that you were able to even have a past life regression with him is like, just, I'm so excited that you were able to have that experience, especially during such a tough, like 
I, I can't imagine having to go into surgery and, and to face, face your experience with having a brain tumor. That is a huge, I just almost a trauma, like a physical, like mm -hmm. a, a physical experience and, uh, and emotional. And then to watch your mom go through it as well. I can imagine is just, it, there's no way you can not be changed yeah. after that. For sure. Um, yeah. And wow. That's all I can say. I don't really have words to, to say because I've never been through it, but yeah. that's just a lot. Brittany, what advice do you have for young actresses or just women in general who are dealing with bullies? I mean, have you found ways to cope, to deal with it, to stand up for yourself? Yeah. I think it's hard because sometimes I think the, the hardest part about being bullied in certain situations and sometimes is people don't get called out or you try to call them out and they don't care. They never say they're sorry. Mm -hmm. um, it could be the same probably for like exes that hurt you or, or friends or parents, uh, anybody in life that, that hurts you and really messed up way and they don't apologize. I think the biggest form when you're ready, I think finding healing for yourself and then also being knowing that just because someone treated you that way, it's not your fault. And if things don't change, on the outside, which I think everybody's like, I was so wrapped up in wanting someone else to change or say they're sorry or mm -hmm. waiting, waiting, putting the responsibility, honestly, and I didn't realize this, putting the responsibility on them to make me heal. And I think the purpose was, oh, th that's my job, no matter, no matter what, what. And, um, and I think a lot of the pain of feeling bullied in experiences was feeling like it was my fault or feeling like I was weak or feeling like I deserved it in some way. And, uh, and I think I'm still on a journey of trying to, to heal and, but also realizing that I do have the power to like, I I'm worthy mm -hmm. and I don't deserve to be treated that way. And, and speaking my truth and, and, and also talking to people like yourself who have, have been through it and created a life beyond the toxicity someone tried to give you. And also practicing, actively practicing letting go. But I just think that letting go was basically near impossible for me. Um, that's the biggest th hurdle that I think I'm learning in life is to let go. Mm. Um, I think it's my ego. Um, I think that that's a lesson I need to learn. It's like, oh, they did something wrong. Like they're wrong. They're th like, they're the bully. Like I didn't do anything wrong. And it's kind of like, well, you're, you're sitting here drinking poison. And, and, um, that, that's been the hardest, hardest lesson for me. I'm still working on it. And I, I think that as I learn to love myself and actively practice that it's becoming easier to let go. So it's like therapy, it's surrounding yourself with healthy people, mm -hmm. validating mm -hmm. yourself and time. I think time, I, you know, I, I, I hope just even being honest about where I'm at is it makes people feel less alone. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, For sure. I think, you know, Kelsey, you were mentioning, I think something about, um, all of this kind of culminated in some, some pretty strong issues for me, for you it was a depression, a body, body image situation as well. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think that when you're, you're growing 
up in a way in a chapter of your life uh, in front of a camera and in their social media and, and people start to make comments about your body. Um, I think I was 19 when I booked a star and, you know, and then finished the show got, it was wrapped uh, or got canceled when I was 22. And when you're going through changes and turning more into a woman than a teenager uh, and you're in these, you know, tight outfits, dancing and, and, all of this kind of stuff and, and subconsciously, like it's always about the way you look, you know, it's these performances, it's going into fittings and, 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 uh, and the comments on the internet, like it, it came a point where I started to grow more into my womanhood and I have a curvier body. Um, and I'm not going to be as petite as some models or actresses or, or the, kind of what we've grown up to see through the nineties and the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of, mm-hmm body positivity and great platforms where we're finding that sense of um, uh, relief and empowerment. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of comments on the internet. It was like one day it was like the third season of the show and, and people meant it in a positive way. They were like, Oh my gosh, girl, you got so thick. Like, but it was like hundreds of comments and it, and, yeah. uh, and even before that, there's just a complex, there's this <laughs> expectation of your worth being, what society wants you to look like. So, and it changes throughout time. You know, people do want to go and get certain body enhancements done mm-hmm. because it's what can trend. Um, so yeah, it, it did cause issues for me. I think I do struggle. And I, I am one of many people uh, and, and you don't have to just be on the screen, but I think I'm one of many people in my business who actively struggle with body dysmorphia or, um, eating disorders, um, low self-esteem, because it's all what society wants to perceive as what, what is appealing your whole life. It, it, as much as you don't want to admit it, sometimes it feels, it feels like it has to do with people's approval, mm-hmm. whether it's how you look, your talent, you know, just all these different things. So, um, yeah, that, that is something that I'm actively starting to work on. And I think during the pandemic, um, seeing other people, uh, be more comfortable with who they were and having time on my hands to kind of explore that has helped a lot. Um, but yeah, that's a really painful thing. I do struggle, uh, with, with, with that. And I've never actually said that before. So, um, yeah, I do struggle. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, It's hard. Well, it's, you'd like to think people's approval doesn't matter, but when you think about, ratings, likes, you know, all the things that we get in the industry are from people approving of us, Mm -hmm. right? So unfortunately, that's where it does come from. Like there is an element of reality to it. Um, I'll tell you what kind of helped me in this industry was, you know, because I came up in that time where, you know, you had to be super skinny and all of that. Um, and I would look at like all of a sudden JLo came on the scene and then Beyonce came on the scene and Kim K and everyone. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right, I can do this. I have some, I have some people <laughs> to look at that. Cause I remember a boss of mine. And by the way, I have no problem with him at all. It is what it is. I'm, I'm fine. And he was like, she's a huge ass and she doesn't even care. Like that was a quote. 
and he said it to my husband. <laughs> but he was God. like, he was in a way saying like, she's so confident because the truth was I didn't really care, but I also cared a little like I, but at the same time, when you have women who are succeeding and being revered for their curves and their bodies, I was like, I should start being a lot more kind to myself because as you said, people are spending a lot of money to have these curves and I'm just enjoying my life. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I hold on to, but I understand I understand the the element of comparison too when you're on a set with somebody and they're really thin. You kind mm -hmm. of will look at yourself and you're like, is there something wrong with me? Right? Like I've had those moments where I'm like, ooh, should I maybe? And then you're like, yeah, no, not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the way that people talk about themselves or other people or people that they glamorize or, or uh, like I think we all need to be conscious sometimes of 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 what we say about ourselves or, or what we say about others. And, and, um, I think that it's almost, uh, it's through, through that. I just think it's, I'm perpetuating toxicity by being insecure about the way I was made because there is going to be somebody else who has like, you know, a body shape that, you know, I have to represent who I am and not try to change that. Mm. And like another one was like my eyebrows, like I used to get made fun of all the time and get called like really mean names. Uh, and, but it was something I was like, well, I'm just, I have a lot of hair. This is how my, my face is. And, uh, and I think there's people who have felt more comfortable, but it's also more comfortable now with what they naturally are. But then, but for years it was like, no eyebrows are like, why, why are your eyebrows that thick? It's too much. Like, getting called like a Wookiee or like really mean names. And it's like, and now it's a trend. Oh yeah. People are getting transplants to get them. Yeah. And I'm like, why is it, why should we, we shouldn't be having women's body parts or body parts in general be trends. Unfortunately they just are, but like it shouldn't, we should embrace everybody of all different shapes or, or sizes and, and, body types that are unique to them. Like yeah. even, you know, I'll see stories about women who have a lot of freckles and they're like, now, like I used to be bullied for my freckles and mm -hmm. now, they're now cool. there's, the people are getting them tattooed on their face, you know? So it's just interesting to, to watch women have to go through that. Yeah. And, and then when you're growing up, like if you're, if you're working in a space at a certain time where like being a size zero or, or seeing like the Kate Mosses or like all of these women who were revered, and have these amazing careers, but they were a specific body type. Yep. It sticks with you forever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and guess what guys, I don't have to go through any of this. I know. <laughs> no one's saying anything to them. They just can, you know, float through life. We're the ones who have to go through all the shit. Um, and then, um, so you're, you're working through all of that stuff. Um, and, and the depression element of it is, is therapy helping you with that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Therapy is great. I Good. love therapy. And I do um, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the record, I look forward I love, to my appointment weekly. Thank you. Yes. And it's so nice because everybody's now talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's this, you know, it's, it's, it's like going to the doctor, it's going and taking care of your health. And yep. also I think it's super important to make sure that you take, you know, responsibility for your emotions and, and 
make sure you're not harming other people because you're going through something rough. And mm. I know we're all, we're all like, we've all been there unintended. Like even my sister, I love my older sister. And because she's my older sister, she feels like, you know, she has to be responsible or, or take care of me. Right. And then I'll dump my emotions on her. Little do I know that she's going through a lot at work and she's going through her own stuff. And I'm so blinded by my own emotions that I don't even consider her time or her energy. And so that was something I had to work on. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, let me be respectful of your time. Let me take responsibility for my emotions because I'm a very feeling person and not put that on the people I love. Um, So so great. That awareness is huge, Brittany. I I try. I don't know. It was, it was hard though. I was like, wow. Like I did have this expectation of my sister to be there for me, Mm -hmm. but it was going to ruin our, it wouldn't ruin our relationship, but it just wouldn't be fair to her or my friends or, you know, my partner or like whoever it is. So I just think that, um, I love, I mean, I loved, I think going to therapy actually really did help me in certain stages of my life. Um, in, in the specific business that I'm in. And I know so many other people go through different hard situations in, in different fields. So, um, and also therapy is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, not a lot of people can afford having specific therapy or their, their insurance or their time because their job is so demanding. They don't have the time to do it. So I think it'd be really cool to see it become normalized and have easier access to everybody. Um, yeah. And normalize the different styles of like somatic therapy. I love somatic. That's what I do. That's what I do yes. weekly. Oh, the best. Right? Yeah. It's where you like start to feel where. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sick that you do that. It's really, really been incredible. We have an incredible practitioner and we've done um, a heal event with him with all of our um, Patreon members where he did, um, did a session in there. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, you mentioned your partner. I I think I heard that you're getting married. I'm getting married. And yeah. you guys have been together a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been together for almost seven years and uh, we met in college. And um, I'm just so excited uh, for us to start that next chapter together. And he's just an incredible human being. He's someone that's sensitive, loving, perceptive, patient, and you know, um, just, I'm excited to have that next chapter of life with someone as incredible as that. We've been through a lot together. I think a lot of people do when you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, being together and he's so supportive and, um, and not just a loving human being. Like he'll, he'll do anything for anyone. He's just, he's so giving. Um, he, I, I'm excited to marry my best friend. Oh, I have one of those too. I know. I see on your Instagram. I'm like, you guys just look like you have the best time. Thank like, you. Where you. You guys are in Venice. We were just in um, Amsterdam, Venice, Florence, like Como. We went all over Italy. It was so amazing. It looked like it looked amazing and romantic. And also like you guys just have a lot of fun yes. together. Well, like, that's like those kind of trips are so much fun. So may I suggest, I don't know if you've picked out where you're going on your honeymoon. Please, I, I would love a suggestion. Okay. Do you, first of all, what month are you thinking of getting married? Have you, you already planned it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, we're getting married in September of next year. Oh my God, go to Italy after. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, first of all, like, listen, if you're exhausted and you're working and you just want like a restful kind of place, you can go to Bora Bora 
and you can do like, you know, the St. Regis on the water bungalows or something, have an amazing time. That's so cool. But I loved, we went on our honeymoon to Italy and it was the first time we had done a trip where it was like exploration, not just, you know, sitting on a beach before I was working like a dog and I just wanted to collapse on a beach in Mexico and have margaritas brought to me and quesadillas. And then I just pass out after going to Italy. First of all, you're going to be mind blown by the history. You're going to get so much inspiration. It's so much fun. The food, the drinks, the people, the culture, like we felt like little kids running around Rome, running around Sicily, like wherever we were, it was so fun. And so, um, you know, you, you got to kind of do all of it. There's like, you know, Northern Italy, Southern Italy, you'll have other times to explore. You can pick one or the other, but you can't go wrong anywhere in Italy. It's everything. Um, I love Greece as well. You can also do Greece, but I know Italy at that time is, is really, really beautiful. Like you can really, really enjoy yourself. I mean, Greece too, but um, yeah. I feel like we just had such a great time there and I'm happy to help you Gosh, steer you the right way. I have really great travel agents that put mine together and they did Deepox too. So they've done all of this stuff before. So, yeah, I love, well, I love the element of exploration. That's like a really cool thing. Cause yeah. I think that that's kind of more of our scene is exploring different places rather than, than like going on vacation. Vacation is so nice. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I think that we'd be really excited to explore places. We were actually thinking about Italy. So the fact that you're saying yeah. that, I'm like, I'm like, all right, this so is. So wait, so you go imagine, here's your itinerary. You go to Rome, you see mm-hmm. the sites, the Colosseum and everything you need to see in Rome, Vatican. Okay. Then from there, you go up to Northern Italy. I think you have to do Florence because when you're in Florence, you can just pop over to Tuscany. You can have that all experience and then end in Lake Como. Lake Como will be your restful last few days. So when you come back, you're more rested and you can do spa stuff and like just chill. It is the most beautiful, pristine place. No wonder George Clooney bought there. Um, I have no idea about that. Oh my God. Yes. He, you know, you go stay. Villa de Este was where we stayed. It was unbelievable. It's a super old hotel, but it's magical. It's like freaking magical. It's so great. You go on like a boat ride and explore. Yeah, that's where you end. That's where I ended. It was a really smart idea. And um, you have your restful last couple of days before you head back out this way. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I might have to like email you after. Done. Hey, can you remind me? <laughs> done, done, done. My travel agents are so good. They have this app that I friggin' loved. So you could just go right into the app and you saw what your schedule was for the day. Oh, you're going to do a tour of this. Then you're going here. You're having dinner here. It's all figured out. So you don't have to think about it. And it's all amazing places. Um, and then you have to keep going back into your email. So I have everything like they'll set you up and it's so easy. Um, but yeah, I would go to Italy for your honeymoon. You're going to have the best time. I love, well, I love wine. I love carbs and I love history. Like Mm -hmm. I, I actually really just waste my time watching this YouTube channel called weird history. And they just have the, like, what, like, what did the Vikings eat? You know, it's like the, they ate a lot of like curdled cheese and hilarious things. I'm like, but who spends their time doing yeah. I'm like, so I would love to have that history element along with like good food, good experiences, and then yeah. some rest. Our jaws were dropped. You have to go to Venice too. So you can do the gondoliers and the, the gondolas, the water taxis. Like I didn't realize, I know this probably sounds really ignorant, 
I always saw that Venice, you could take those like boats around, but all of Venice is on water. Yeah. I didn't realize that it's only water taxis. There are no vehicles. There's no, you want to go to a restaurant, you could walk to it, but you could also take the water taxi. It's crazy. You're, it's so good. Um, and are you having a big wedding? Are you having a small wedding? What's your style? Um, fairly big. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of my, my family were big celebratory people. We have, you know, a lot of people are my, my parents, family, or like family friends, and we have a big family and we're just very celebratory people. Like my, my mom's side, they're, they're from New Orleans. So, you know, big celebrations. Mm. My dad, they're from, you know, up North. So, and everybody just loves to celebrate or like a loving, big, loving group of people. And, uh, and, uh, as my aunt said to me the other day on the phone, cause we're trying to do like hotel blocks and stuff. She was like, we have been waiting for this for like year, like Aww. since you were born, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of, you know, yeah. big celebratory. I can imagine you probably feel the same way with your family, like big celebration, like celebratory, like, Oh, we went I, big, Brittany. I got married on Fox New Year's Eve in front of the world. <laughs> Guess what? It was the perfect wedding. I didn't have to invite anyone. I just said, turn on your TV. <laughs> That's you don't have to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, and your family loves him. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, he's just a, he's just a, he's just a, his heart is just, the most beautiful. I mean, yeah. So it's nice. And him, my older sister, my, my, I have a little brother as well. Everybody just loves him. They're That's like, if perfect. you're not going to say yes or marry him, I will. That's what my Hilarious. little brother says. Aww. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. And he actually came with me to film White Lotus. No um, way. In Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. He was able to come with me and, and hang out with the cast. And I mean, he was just like, we just all had a really great time. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're probably going to do like a princessy kind of dress. You look like you would be like the perfect, like, I think it's, here's my, my, my prediction. It's going to be kind of off the shoulder. You're going to see shoulders exposed. It's going to come in and then it's going to go out. Maybe not too big, but it's going to go out a little. My prediction. Have you picked your dress yet? Of course you did. <laughs> No need to say anything. Don't spoil like, anything. I have a horrible poker face. So I'm like, <laughs> and I'm psychic, Brittany. So I, I know I was like, I, I think, uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, who was your favorite? Like who became your like bestie on the set of white Lotus? Oh my gosh. Wow. You know who I just had these wonderful adventures with was Fred Heckinger who played the little brother. Okay. Oh gosh, it, was, it was him, Ben and I, we went camping after we wrapped filming. We spent Christmas in a tent. No way. Last yeah, year? We, last year. Yeah. We went camping and did the road to Hana. It was our first time doing it. And Fred's just an incredible actor, incredible human. He's extremely smart. Um, I mean, he was taking classes, uh, like he was taking Harvard classes and he, he goes to school at Harvard. So it's like, he's just an incredible human being, a wonderful actor, sensitive soul. And him and I just really hit it off right away because we were actually on the plane together. Um, he flew in from New York and we flew in from Atlanta and it was like our first time on a plane. And I see you, actors have this experience where you're going on a job and you see everyone's headshots or you might not. 
but you, you kind of get a vibe. You're like, is that an actor? Like, or is that a dead crew? And I, we kind of kept looking at each other and then we're in the line together. There was this long line to get through customs and show your negative mm-hmm. COVID result and whatnot. And he was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm doing the show HBO. He's talking to someone else. I'm like, hi, I, I'm Brittany. I'm playing Paula. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm Fred. You know, I'm like, we're like, oh my gosh. And we started talking and it, we kind of just hit it off immediately. Um, but all of us had, we all got along great. Um, but that was like my, my bond was with Fred. Um, it was me, Ben and Fred and experiencing the holidays together. And wait, uh, so your fiance wasn't mad that you weren't spending Christmas with him? Oh no, he, he was with us. Ben oh, okay. was with us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, ben is your, I thought Ben might've been your brother. I forgot your fiance's oh, no, name. It was, ben. Okay. Yeah. No. So yeah. So Ben, Fred and I, uh, we like once we wrapped and we were able to leave the resort, we just explored Hawaii together. We explored Maui and had some really amazing experiences. Mm. And um, so that kind of bonded us. Um, and uh, that was, that was, but everybody's incredible. Yeah. Everybody on their job's incredible. It was a really wonderful experience. And we we're all just like a quirky bunch. And when so, do you guys start filming again? I don't know. So, I know they, they got approved of the season two. I, I was told it was going to be an anthology. I think there's some rumors of some people coming back. I believe I will be an audience member for season two. And I'm very excited about that. I want to, I want to feel the buzz that everybody else felt. So uh, I'm excited to see, I don't know when it's going to start filming, but I would assume soon. Got it. Maybe. I'm not sure. I I'm, I'm not in the loop on that, but um I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the storylines because I know it's going to be brilliant. So cool. So. And what, what's up next for you? What do you want to do next? What do I want to do next? Um, I really want to do a job. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for roles that um, kind of delve into um, kind of more empowerment um, and uh, kind of more my age range. I think I've played a lot of teenagers so I'm kind of excited to see what doors will be opening for um, a different chapter of life for me. And uh, I'm what about excited. a superhero? You know what? Um, I I'd be open to that. I never like it wasn't something that was like I I want to play a superhero. It was my dream. But um, weirdly, I've actually been thinking about that. I was like, you know, it would be cool to play a superhero or some, you know, something or somebody that represents empowerment in that way, in a, in a mystical way, or, a, um, I, I love, I'm, I love dramas. I love romance. That's like, I'm a hopeless romantic. I love, um, that kind of stuff, but doing a superhero film would be sick. Yeah. I'd be excited. I'd be great in that. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, Brittany, I've kept you long enough. Um, Thank you for, for chatting with me today, for being so open and sharing with people. Um, I know, I know um, it's been a lot, but I think that you have a real head start on it all. And like I said, if I can ever be helpful, um, feel free to reach out. Um, if you're ever in LA, come see us. And, uh, and then I will help you plan your honeymoon. So oh my gosh, I'll see, connect us and I will get her going. Oh, thank you guys so much. And thank you for having me. And, um, it's, it's, 
I, I'm really grateful for what you have shared on your show. And I, so thank you for, for your time. And, uh, this has been really fun. And, uh, I'm like, well, I get a vulnerability hangover after. (laughs) I've never heard of that before. I like it. A vulnerability hangover. It's the best kind of hangover to have. I guess it's a Brene Brene Brown references it a lot. Really? I love that. You know what? I think it is the best kind of hangover to have because we're all so afraid to be um, vulnerable. So if we have a a hangover after, it's like, I did my job. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually a really great way to look at it. I did my job. Yeah. Yeah. No, but thank you. And and thank you for creating the space to allow vulnerability. I think it's very powerful. Of course. Well, I, um, I look forward to watching you continue to kill it in this career and in life. Um, and like I said, I'm always here if you ever need any advice dealing with the madness of this business, because I've definitely had my time. (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah. But also the there's all those beautiful moments too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, there's like the one cool thing I will say is I feel like the, the really awesome part of being an artist or, or being um, in the line of work that we do is you get to connect with people in ways that sometimes I feel like takes a lot longer to mm-hmm. connect with others. So um, I, I've had some magical experiences through the darkness of, of certain experiences, but it's like, I'm so grateful and, and some highlights are meeting other people who are like yourself, you know? So that's, that's the best part I think is just meeting amazing people. For sure. I agree. All right, Brittany, you have an amazing day. She's lovely. Yeah. I'm such a fan. She's just, you said it at the beginning, but she really is. You can tell just how smart she's really like really thoughtful. Mm -hmm. She, and I really respect and appreciate anyone who, speaks before they open their mouth. I'm like, she just, because it's something I've had to work on my whole life. (laughs) No, I've I've gotten really good at it better, but no, but you, you can tell she's just like really intentional and she's such a, an older, uh, mature soul Mm -hmm. for her age. And I just think that she's really, like you said, she's going to have a big career and she's really just such a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think you can be forced into maturity because of your surroundings. And so I know for me, obviously, I had to be forced into maturity very quickly growing up. She had the same kind of thing because she was now in this industry. She didn't have that kind of like normal childhood. And, you know, so you do you do get mature. I mean, you see all those young, young child actors and you're like, oh, my God, they're little adults mm-hmm. already. They're very professional. Mm-hmm. They know how to speak. They know how to do their thing. It's a forced maturity. Right. right. So, um, yeah, she's great. She's really great. And, you know, it's hard seeing people go through stuff. It makes me sad and, and stuff, but it's part of our journey. And I also um, love getting to watch you give advice. It reminded me a little bit of the Nikki Glaser episode. Oh. <laughs> you know, do you remember that way? Where yeah. you just like... You're so good. And I love getting to watch you go into like big sister mentor mode. I just think it's really special. And it's like, I know how grateful and appreciative she was of how open you are. I I think it's really cool. And I, so I love getting to watch you go into that mode. I'm like, go Maria. Yeah. It's fun. Thank you. I was so, so grateful that she was, um, you know, a, a listener and somebody who was enjoying what we were doing. So that was really kind and great too. So in the meantime, everyone, if you haven't hit subscribe on YouTube, please do. You'll get a little notification so you never miss a great interview. 
um, a holiday present for all of us. If you have a second to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating, comment, review, um, that would be incredible. Um, Kelsey, do we have any to read today? Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Hold on, let me pull it up. All right, let's go to our most recent one. Heard about this pod from Please Stop. I don't know what that is, Mm. but I love that. Um, Please Stop the podcast. Maria is so inspiring. I love it. Ooh, Mm -hmm. thank you. A good five star right there. Uh, It's from I'd Kid Kid. Interesting. Okay. But we love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, this is like, oh, this one's a little bit longer. I'm going to read just a, the first part of it. This is from A1 Sauce. Read the whole thing. We want to encourage long ones anyway. Okay. Okay. Whew. All right. I got to loosen up for this one. It says, thank you. It's a five star. Maria and Kevin are clearly seasoned vets and it immediately shows. If this was just a podcast, I would say it was beneath them and they should be setting their sights higher. I respectfully say that they are too qualified. Lucky for all of us, mere mortals, it is way more than that. And oh. you can see how and you can see they are creating something much bigger. It does feel like charity, which is surprising since I'm sure Kevin himself knows most of us are not worth it. You are worth it. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. But for those of us that are, boy, are we lucky, I guess. With what Maria has gone through, she sees the bigger picture. Kelsey is perfect. I am, oh, thank you. I'm happy they have her. However, she's probably too young to understand how lucky she is to be mentored by them. Oh. <laughs> Even if she does intellectually, I know it will take a couple of decades to truly, for her to truly know. She's right. It's true. For it to fully sink. Yep. A lot. Or Not a, personally, but I know I've watched so yeah. many of you around us. It takes you a long time to realize what. I think when you're in it, it's hard to see what you're in, mm. you know? And then when you get out of it, it's like, holy cow. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. Wait, is that why you only wanted to read half of this one? No, I, I, no, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't read this yet. Okay, go ahead. I haven't read this yet. Um, okay, wait, let's see. So the guests are great, but I prefer to listen to just the talk. RGF is truly amazing. But if Kev's need, Kev needs to rest, I would unselfishly understand, even Aww. though I would be sad. Maria's light is so bright, it's blinding, and we all get to bask in it for free. I hope that I have um, the level of integrity that would make Maria want to be my friend. Thank you, guys. And who is this from? This is from A1 Sauced. Okay, A1 Sauced. You just blew me away. I can't believe Kelsey was only going to give me a little bit of you. <laughs> I'm so grateful I went for it. Oh my God, that is like amazing. Right. See, I told Kelsey recently, I said, we don't read the reviews. We forgot to read the reviews. And you know what? That's kind of all I get is is that encouragement from you guys, right? We're still building this. We're still kind of figuring out how to how to do this. Um, and so it is, it is a lot. And so thank you for that beautiful and well thought out and just so generous message. I'm really, really grateful. Um, wow. All right. Well, drop the mic. I know, A1 right? sauce. Thank A1 you. A1 sauce. Um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. 
Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.